Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, ring the Hogwart bell. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Cast a Christmas spell. <laughs> How wondrous the ways of Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas Day. Move around the sparkling fire. Have a Merry Christmas Day. Find a broomstick in your stocking. Singing you the magic of this place. Join the what? owls' joyous flocking on this Merry Christmas Day. Ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> Ring the Hogwart bell. Ring the Hogwart bell, ding dong, ding dong, cast a Christmas bell. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong, make the, Christmas, make the Christmas morning bright. Fly high across the sky, light the Christmas night. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, ring the Hogwart bell. Wow. <laughs> when, when did this happen? In the mood? What? If, what? Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall A locked door it be If you know the call For if the wall steps aside Be not afraid of what you see Cause the wizard world is opened up As has the griffin I want to talk about fate um, <laughs> And, and I, Like I guess I'll start at the beginning Um, My Dad Grew up on a on an island, mm-hmm. specifically Whidbey Island, uh, which is the largest island in the Puget Sound um, of Washington State, mm-hmm. um, and it is it is a gorgeous place, just like like beautiful, picturesque. I think that that since he grew up there, um, the the you know. It's it's definitely like a spot. Um, yeah, I think like a lot of people have summer homes there. Um, and when I was a kid, you know, we we would always always drive to Woodbury Island. You have to take a ferry. Like it's it's just um, it's very pretty. And and it also um, to me, kind of as an aside, has a horror movie vibe now through no fault of its own, purely <laughs> because all of those like two thousands horror films were all set in the Pacific Northwest in those right. like dark winding, like, you know, enormous towering fir tree roads. And that's, yeah, that's yeah, a lot yeah. of like Woodby Island, like the ring specifically, like they oh, take yeah. the ferry and the horse jumps off the ferry. I think that was filmed, um, on one of the Washington state ferries and maybe, um, like deception pass, which I think is like around Bainbridge Island. Anyway, long story. Um, so, so I'm, I'm like very familiar with this place, but it's like pretty small, right? Like not, yeah. I, it's not tiny, but, but it's, you know, uh, not very many people live there. Uh, fast forward to my life now. Um, my boyfriend of, of five or six years now, um, a couple years ago, his parents moved to Whidbey Island. Mm-hmm. Weird. In the way where it's like that's that's like a really strange coincidence. Yeah. So this year we go to Whidbey Island to visit his parents for Christmas. And again, I would like to set the scene for one of my afternoons uh, in the small town of of Langley, Whidbey Island, which I would like to describe as a Christmas town. Right. right? 
This is like yeah, a Hallmark yeah. movie Christmas town. You've got the old buildings, I'm assuming. Old buildings, like all of the like shops and things are like owned like by individual people. And you like walk down the street and they all say hi to you and they've all individually decorated. There's lights on the street. I'm like, as far as like magical Christmas Island, they recently like in the past few years had this problem with like escaped domestic rabbits. <laughs> so the downtown area, which is like three streets, is filled with like bunnies, like not wild rabbits, but just like bunny floppy eared bunny rabbits that you can just walk up to. Right. So this is like this is fantasy land. Mm. So I'm having a grand old time. We are downtown and we're having like a wine tasting in like the cute local wine shop. I'm in I'm in my Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh ha- having a having a, a grand old time, getting a little tipsy, drinking a little bit a little <laughs> bit of wine for sure. Um and I'm I'm like kind of distracted, right? I'm not I'm not uh very vigilant. I'm not like looking at all the the passers-by that are coming in and out. It's not like super crowded and I do notice there are like these three guys who come into the wine shop, they buy a bottle of wine and leave. But I'm not really paying attention. You know, I'm having a great time. I'm talking to to family and 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 joking around and and doing all that. And this lady comes over to us and says, Hey, did you see that famous guy? And I and we were like, No, <laughs> what famous guy? And she says, well, first of all, she says British. Um, <laughs> British from that new Harry Potter movie, Fantastic Beasts. Or no, it, she, she even said like the Beasts movie. Oh, and so okay. me, expert, expert that I am, say Fantastic Beasts, Eddie Redmayne. And she says, yeah. <laughs> I, the Kill Bill sirens went off in my... <laughs> in my head at at this moment in time, right? You're 11 years old and a very large man just burst into your house. (laughs) (laughs) What a question. Okay. (laughs) You're 11 years old and a very large man just burst into your house to tell you that you're a wizard. Which band are you celebrating with? Okay. That is so much. Yeah, very powerful way to phrase that. Green question. Day, 100%. Uh, the, well, your options here, unfortunately, are Blink 182, My Chemical Romance, Black Veil Brides, or The Bomb Pops. I have no idea who The Bomb okay, Pops are. Okay, so My Chemical Romance is my favorite band in this list, obviously. Yep. They're mm-hmm. not really a celebration band. No. It's What song would I listen to to celebrate? this mm, well you can some stuff off danger days is pretty sure popular. you could listen to na 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 you could listen to uh yeah it's not the title what's the song with uh gravity don't mean to to me that's a good song okay well i mean yeah that's my obvious choice yeah what about dobby what, though what's dobby's choice not black veil brides again screamo not he's he's i just don't think that's his genre what are the other ones I've already forgotten. Blink-182, My Chemical Romance, and then The Bomb Pops, which I, again, I have no clue what The Bomb Pops I feel Pops like we are. might have to go with Blink-182 again. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think that that's kind of his vibe sometimes. I, I love My Chemical Romance. I just don't think that that's Dobby's. 
No. Dobby's thing. But uh, 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 many, many people sent me this, and I ignored it for a good couple of hours because I did not see that it was from The Hill, which is like an actual, like, you know, Washington, D.C. reporting website. Mm-hmm. I thought that everyone was falling for like a click hole article. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, haha, very funny. No one, no one quoted fucking Dumbledore uh, in Congress. Come on. But it's true. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Jason Crow, he says... My wife and I have tried to teach our kids what we can always control are our choices. It's in that spirit that that hanging in my son's room is a quote from Harry Potter, he added. The quote is from Professor Dumbledore, who said, It is our choices that show who we truly are, far more than our abilities. Uh, what this had to do exactly with uh, 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 shaming Republican senators, quote-unquote, is what the Hill article uh, uh, says here. I do not know. But I thought we I thought we were out of these woods. And Can I'm we cool. zoom in on this for a second? Yeah. Because I think that this is a quote from Dumbledore that I, I think is one of those ones, as far as quotes go, mm-hmm. that, that sounds really nice, makes sense in Harry Potter, but as soon as you start to apply it anywhere else, it makes no sense. Because in Harry Potter, we're talking about abilities like being able to talk to snakes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Is is what is what the senator referring to is like voting ability? I just want I just want to let's just like peel this one back. Let's so, look, yeah. let's, let us let us examine this one because I want to know what this has to do with anything. Yeah, uh, uh, the congressman argued in his closing statements that the senators have a duty to convict Trump on the article's impeachment. That the house ma- uh, managers to support. So he's 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 telling. Okay, yeah, you're right. Hang on. If we peel back the layers of this <laughs> shitty onion, this this makes less and less sense. Because because what he's he what he is saying to the uh, the Republican senators is that they should consider that their choice to vote or not vote to convict to impeach the president mm-hmm. to to convict the president. Excuse me. Right. Matters more than. Their ab- the ability like, that is, to that is also their the president. Ability. In fact, they are the only people who have that choice, and having that choice is, in fact, their ability in this situation. Right. Like in the context <laughs> of the story, Harry's like, uh, I can, I have the god, the god given ability to talk to snakes. I was born with this ability. I cannot help it. And everyone <laughs> thinks that it's evil to talk to snakes. Voldemort talks to snakes. I'm so bummed out. Am I evil? Right. And Dumbledore says, it's not your ability to talk to snakes. <laughs> it's that you don't say mean things to snakes. It's that just you don't tell mean. snakes that they should uh, murder children. <laughs> right. And that's your your choice. And I guess w- wider and makes less sense even in the context of the story is like Harry's – the hat told Harry, hey, you could be cunning and ambitious. And instead <laughs> he chooses not to be. So – I'm unclear how this applies in any way, shape, or form. There is not a single Republican senator that would not use their snake-talking abilities to convince a snake to murder poor children. Right. This isn't this <laughs> the, <laughs> the the legislature who's yeah. who are the only people that have the power to convict the president of crimes. 
they weren't born with, they're not like a pan, like a council of like God, like, oh, like, oh, I put a panda, like the, the hat, we, they put the hat on and it was like, you know, your, you, your ability is to convict, convict the president <laughs> of crimes. Uh, and, and it's up to you whether you want to do that. That's not really what's happening here. <laughs> Their ability is having that choice. So, in fact, in this situation, Mr. Dumbledore, uh, the ability and the choice matters exactly as much. Yeah, so, like, Dumbledore, get out of here. What are you doing here? <sighs> Dumbledore, get out, get out of Congress. Dumbledore, not relevant. get out of here. Get out of here. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> this is from two years ago. What did Snape use his Felix Felicis for? In Half-Blood Prince, Harry wins the vial of Felix Felicis for making a perfect living death potion, and Professor Slughorn mentions that the only one other student has managed to brew a potion of sufficient quality to claim this prize. Seeing as Harry used Snape's recipe, I assume the other student was young Snape, which then makes me wonder what he used the liquid luck to do. Any thoughts, or is this explained somewhere else that I missed? Hmm, what an intriguing question. Uh, it's a good question, and the comments immediately go off the rails. Of course. I always assumed he took it the night he went to Dumbledore to beg for Lily's life. He was expecting Dumbledore to kill him on sight, <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he would have tried everything to make sure the message got across. Oh, I love that. This Dumbledore thing derails the entire thread immediately. Was Dumbledore really just murdering people left and right in those days, says this next reply. I would think that Dumbledore would be more the sort to hex them properly enough to ensure their imprisonment in Azkaban. In the seven books, Dumbledore killed no one, including during the Ministry fight, and never uttered the killing curse. He never even killed Grindelwald. <laughs> Dumbledore just blasting Snape on sight. This person replies, he wasn't. Rowling has said something about this, too, that he believes certain channels of communication should remain open in war, but all the same, Dumbledore had a big reputation as the man who defeated Grindelwald and the only wizard Voldemort ever feared. A young Death Eater like Snape would be scared that Dumbledore would kill him immediately, <laughs> especially if he met him alone. We're learning Holy so much shit. about Dumbledore here. I, I, I'm very intrigued by this, and I'm intrigued by the part um, about uh, Dumbledore believing that open channels of communication uh, during wartime are important, specifically from the scene where um, Tom Riddle came. We, we talked about it, the, the memory, the pensive yeah. memory, um, and Dumbledore didn't kill him on sight. And maybe... Maybe he regrets not yeah, just maybe. not just obliterating Tom Riddle immediately upon yeah. coming into his office, and so so had a had a, a string of um of just killing Death Eaters on sight out of principle, like uh, in moments of regret, like oh, yeah. I should have just blasted him across the room. So <laughs> so 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 maybe maybe Snape was right to be worried. Dumbledore was just itching for a fight after that. He was like, yep. God, I, I, I had, I missed my chance with Voldemort, but maybe I can, maybe I can blow Snape away. <laughs> do you, th do, you, do you think that after Snape joined the Death Eaters, maybe, maybe Dumbledore found out and sent him like a letter that just said like, like Snape, uh, it's on site. It's on site. Signed for you. Dumbledore. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love this conception of Dumbledore these these redditors have. Yeah, me too. I like this a lot, says another comment. I had always wondered why Dumbledore would let Snape speak at all and not kill him <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dumbledore needs more of this energy. I love this. You, you know what I'm envisioning? You know the scene that like every TV show and movie has ever had to like establish that a leader has gone too far? Where mm. they like execute one of their minions for for bringing them bad news or whatever or failing Uh them i'm just imagining that but it's dumbledore and snape (laughs) just just (laughs) doing a really badass kill move on on snape for returning to beg for lily's life i'm picturing the scene that's in every every movie tv show ever which is the one where it's like um you know from indiana jones where he's like uh, the guy, like the swordsman guy, does all these like cool swordsman oh. moves, but but Indiana <laughs> yeah. Jones is so badass that he just pulls out a gun and shoots him, and that's and that's Snape coming to the door, be like, please, please let me explain, um, and and Dumbledore just shoots him with the gun spell because it's on sight. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sna- Snape coming in and being like, you don't have the guts to, and Dumbledore just blowing him away with a three fifty seven <laughs> Magnum immediately. <laughs> It is the resolution to a plot that doesn't exist, but it's one that I would like. Like, this is Regency fiction stuff, right? Like, like oh, mm-hmm. Mr. M- Miss Thompson will no longer, I assume she will no longer be marrying Mr. Wilkins because he is indisposed. Like, oh, no, actually, I still love Mr. Wilkins so much because it comes from my heart and not from his, his good looks or his fortune. Like, okay, sure, I love that. <laughs> that works for me every time. Hell yeah. But instead, it's like, wait, why the fuck are you assuming the worst? Like, I know that you don't like Floor, but when has she ever said, like, oh, I only like Bill because he is fucking smoking. He is a 10 out of 10 total smoke show. Like, she's never said that. It is the opposite. She is the one that is ultra hot. Yeah, Um, she's a Vila. Which... In my mind, I think this is J.K. Rowling telling on herself a little more than mm. she meant to, which is that introducing Fleur as hot and, I don't know, caring about her looks or whatever, <laughs> I think that she thinks that it is un it does not need to be said that she would be superficial. Yes. Yeah, it is... It it is it is one of the funniest things I like a, like a running motif in Harry Potter is that the only thing that is worse than an ugly person is a hot person. <laughs> That's right. Like like who are the who are the people in this book who are hottest? Tom Riddle, like Fleur Delacour. <laughs> if, if you are hot, you are you are superficial. You are possibly Ted Bundy. Like. Like, those are the only two options. And if you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, and you don't deserve to live either. <laughs> the only people who deserve a happy life in J.K. Rowling's worldview are, like, sevens. If you're, if you're a smart seven, you're good to go. You will have a good life. You'll marry at 17 right out of high school, and you'll get a job as a cop or a teacher or whatever. If you are a smidgen hotter or uglier than that... <laughs> You are garbage and need to be dealt with. 
here's the thing. Hermione is a solid five out of ten on a normal day, but she gets some of that sleek easy hair potion and puts on a dress for the Yule Ball, and she is a solid seven out of ten. Solid seven. Because <laughs> we all know seven is a holy number. That's the magic number, That's seven out right. of ten. Biblically, the hottest you can be is a seven. <laughs> Don't. Don't go above or below that, or you're in trouble. Like you said, it feels more like a the teens just want to kiss and take their driving lessons thing than a like oh the, this war has just run everyone ragged thing. Mm-hmm. I I, I just, mean I, I mean I guess that's the problem trying to tell a serious war story from a middle school, right? I I don't I don't think that that's ever going. Uh, to relent because J.K. Rowling is so in- like uninterested in telling a story about about teens that like aren't on the front line of a war that's happening, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I think that you can see through the cracks of this book, we can see why book seven happened. I think, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you can. There, there is a sense that she is bored with the Hogwarts format in in a sense uh-huh. which is a bummer because she is still really good at writing that stuff at this point but but like yeah like like I, I can see through the holes here and just say like ah now I understand why book seven is about them going on like a Lord of the Rings camping quest it's because mm-hmm. she just doesn't she, she can't muster anything up for these characters to do f- with each other other than like not be interested in Harry's mystery. Right. I I think we've talked about a few moments where um characters suddenly become like they feel like they've been transported from like a detective movie and it's like that was my moment with Harry where he sounded like um like Detective Stabler from Law and Order SVU where he's just like, "Oh, I know it's that sicko werewolf." It's that sicko werewolf. And it just fe- it's just like there's this huge cognitive dissonance for me where I'm like you're you're writing a story and you're like one you're one move to make the villains be bad, right? It's the it's the Anakin Skywalker killing younglings and you just do that over and over again and and it's killing kids, right? And yeah, that's like the that, most that's shocking. So, that's so shocking. It's so it's so sicko messed up and and that's true. Um but you but it's like she lost the anchor that she's also writing a book about kids, so they don't react <laughs> as kids to right. the the thing happening. They act like they're like adult detectives. Right. Oh, another dead kid. Upon... Right. Another and fucking so dead kid. These sickos have got to be stopped. <laughs> All right, moving on. How long was Dobby traveling the country trying to find work after being freed from his original family? I don't know. That sounds like a great film, though. Dobby traveling the country. <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Football Shorts. Mm-hmm. Two years, three years, eight weeks, six months. Don't know. Okay. More I'm gonna, numbers. Numbers, need, colors. Mm. We need to use our big brains to figure this out. <sighs> so it's definitely not two or three years. Cause no. It, it was... Uh, there's only one... Well, hold on. There's... He's free to the end of Chamber of Secrets, which ends in uh june or or whatever yeah and then school starts again that same year for yep. book three and so then 
it would only so there's only like one calendar year between books two and four, right? Like, yes. Because the school year is oh, school year overlaps. Correct. So it can't be two or three years. No. It could either be eight weeks or six months. Eight weeks seems like it would not be like long enough for Harry to not notice Dobby is in school. Dobby would say hi. Dobby say, would say hello hi. to Harry at some point. Yes. Six months feels like it lines up with summer vacations plus Dobby introducing himself to Harry at school. Mm-hmm. Should we go with six months? I think yes. Yes. What? No way. Two years is the answer? How? How? Okay, hold on. I'm big brain time. <laughs> okay. Chamber of Secrets ends in with with Dobby being free in September, mm-hmm. presumably. So two years from then. then so then book three takes place from wait. No, sorry. Uh, uh, okay, book two ends. Dobby is freed in May or June or whatever. Book three starts September mm-hmm. of that same year and then ends in June of next year. Uh-huh. Then book four, when Dobby starts working at Hogwarts, that would that is not two years. That is a year and change. Unless I am very stupid, which is very possible. I mean, you got like a three three month summer vacation buffer on each side, right? So that's yeah. six months plus a year. Yeah. Uh Dobby, Dobby is Dobby is exaggerating. Did Dobby get his job halfway through the school year? Or, no, that would be like, six months is like an, almost an entire school year. Well, well, more than half, at least. I, I... I would need to be taking notes and looking <laughs> at a calendar to even begin doing doing some big brain calendar math right now. Um, instead, I feel like a little bit I'm having the conversation of if you work out every other day... <laughs> Can I just read the passage? Please, can, I, can I read the conversation? Do. It is okay. so funny. Uh, he had a voice like none Harry had ever heard, a rasping bark of a voice. Harry could smell a powerful mixture of dirt, sweat, and unmistakably blood coming from him. His filthy hands had long yellowish nails. Is that you, Fenrir? asked Dumbledore. <laughs> That's right, rasped the other. Please, oh, oh, excuse me. That's right, rasped the other. Pleased to see me, Dumbledore. No, I cannot say that I am. Greyback grinned, showing pointed teeth. Blood trickled down his chin, and he licked his lips obscenely. But you know how much I like kids, Dumbledore. (laughs) Am I to take it that you are attacking even without the full moon now? That is most unusual. You have developed a taste for human flesh that cannot be satisfied once a month? That's right, said Fenrir Greyback. Shocks you that, does it, Dumbledore? Frighten you? (laughs) (sighs) 
we have left we have left the Middle Earth cave and we are right back on Criminal Minds here in the Astronomy Tower. <laughs> this is the least scary character in this series. <laughs> like by far. <laughs> I thought that was Bellatrix, but Fenrir is definitely like has has taken that crown um as I least wish Bellatrix scary, was scary here. character. I know, we know we know her. Yeah, like at least it could be another Death Eater we know, but instead we get Fenrir Greyback coming in and being like, "Oh, Dumbledore, guess what? I like to eat kids now." <laughs> like it's just so <laughs> stupid. You thought killing Sirius Black was bad. Wait until you meet the child cannibal werewolf guy. It's <laughs> it's not scary. I mean, that's another thing that is bad in the abstract, right? That that is the whole the whole story of of this like criminal minds jk rowling writing where it's like yeah that yeah. would be messed up the only actor that i ever want to see portraying finger Greyback in a new adaptation is he's just ricky gervais oh my god he's just like oh oh did i offend you <laughs> oh oh do you not like it when i eat when i eat kids oh i've got a taste for flesh now <laughs> does that offend you that i've got a taste for human flesh and i'm ripping little kids throats out does that piss you off <laughs> It's also just, like, not the time. Like, this scene is not the time for this conversation. <laughs> right, like, like if I'm being charitable to the Draco and, and Dumbledore thing, it's at least, like, solemn. Mm -hmm. And then this, like, nine-foot-tall werewolf guy comes <laughs> and he's like, Hey, what's up? I love to eat children. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? It's so stupid. <sighs> Dumbledore says he knew Draco was behind it the whole time. Draco's kind of like, no, like, why didn't you do anything about it though? And Dumbledore says, well, I've had Snape trying to trying to talk to you this whole year, trying to figure it out, but I couldn't confront you because if Voldemort knew that I knew that you were trying to kill me, then he would have killed you and your family. Um, Dumbledore also offers to save Draco and his family, so that I can protect you more than anyone else can. Draco kind of refuses, uh, but it's at that moment that some Death Eaters arrive. It's Alecto, Amicus, I think they're, they're both Karos, maybe, um, and Fenrir Greyback, who is there too. And they kind of goad Draco and are like, come on, do it. You, you know, you should kill Dumbledore. Fenrir does a little bit of taunting. He's a real sicko. Um, but Draco just can't do it. His, he's shaking. He's, he's freaked out. Um, but at that moment, Snape arrives um, Amicus is pretty friendly toward him and is like, we got, we got a problem. Draco's not going to kill this guy. Dumbledore says, Snape, please. And Snape hits him with the killing curse and he falls off the tower dead. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Just like that. There, there is like an incredible comedy read of this. Especially because we never knew Moody. Mm -hmm. And all of our information from Moody has been from an imposter yeah. or from other characters saying what Moody was like back yeah. in the day, you know? And we get this idea that he was like this like badass, like like death eater hunter guy that would would do whatever it takes to to stop mm -hmm. them, including killing them or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like Getting like hyped up, it's like, oh, Moody put these traps on Grimmauld Place to stop Snape from getting in. So in my head, I'm like, it's gonna be like spikes that come out of the ground and yeah. like stab him to death, or like 
I don't know, just like a, you know, Too, his head will like explode the, if he walks past a certain yeah, thing. Yeah, the, cool, like, the cool trap of the Ewoks make in Return of the Jedi where two logs swing together and crunch your head in between. Right. Like, yeah. so, like I'm like, oh, yeah, it'll <laughs> be something like that. And so I have this, like, this very funny idea of Moody being like, yeah, I'll take care of it. Don't worry, guys. And everyone be like, oh, yeah, you're so badass. It's going to be something that's cool, like spikes coming out of the ground or the Ewok trap. And this is what he comes up with. Like, that is extremely <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like- I think we're supposed to think <laughs> it's scary and good. <laughs> Like he could have, we—I don't know. There are so many cool things he could have done. You know, magic. Magic seems like it's pretty. It can be pretty gnarly if you if you do anything. Like we we've talked about this before about like how lame it is that wands are guns when like the evil wizard. Like there's that one really good brief shining moment in the Department of Mysteries fight that I always think about, which is the jelly legs thing. Which is like, that's a goofy spell that's come up a lot in the school hijinks stuff that suddenly becomes really sinister and scary when, like, used in that, like, action sequence, right? Like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. They're, they, like, toy with you while your legs are, like, all fucked up. Like, that's 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 really dark. And so, like, I, I would kind of hope that Moody could do something like that in here, right? Like, like I don't know. Like... We we have so many stupid spells. Maybe what if he just turned the the corridor into the laser hallway from from Resident Evil or something like that? Would be neat. I don't know. Do do anything other than like what if a ghost made you feel bad? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we have any reason to believe that the ghost does anything else other than right. make you feel bad. Like it has a a magic word that makes the ghost go away and stop making you feel bad but even just like reading the wiki entry it really just sounds like it is a spell that um literally the effect is manipulates dust the purpose of the spell was to frighten snape out of the house should he enter in an attempt to find and presumably kill members of order of the phoenix i love that i love that idea so much like just this this you know snape loading up his wizard guns and strolling into Grimald Place. And he's like, all right, c- come out and play, fuckers. It's time for cleanup. Mm-hmm. And then running away because a ghost ran at him. Yeah, it made him feel bad. He was like, oh, actually, <laughs> I, actually, I feel so bad about this murder I did. Ah, oh, the telltale heart. It won't stop beating. The telltale ghost. It won't stop screaming at me. Unless I say kill. <laughs> the word kill the word kill again kind of a I, I think you could pick a if it had to be tied to some sort of word i feel like you could pick a less ambiguous one than kill i think it is more likely for snape to say i killed you than it is for harry to see the ghost of dumbledore and say i didn't kill you yeah that's if i ever see a ghost that that'll be the first thing i say it's like oh i didn't kill you wasn't me right that's i i can't believe this i i think that <laughs> i think that my my real my real answer 99 that was this was written for the movie i don't i yeah. don't like i think that jk rowling has like movie making brain poison at this totally. point and is it is specifically writing scenes that would be cool in a movie 
Yeah, that's this entire chapter, right? It's like we get teleports, uh, like fast teleport into crowd sequence. We have cover shooter. We have spooky ghost jump scare. It 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 it's just a laundry list of like movie ideas. You can't jump scare in a book. <laughs> Harry was under his invisible cloak. He put the time turner he had gotten from McGonagall inside of his robe. He was standing outside of his parents' house waiting for Voldemort. He had destroyed all of the Horcruxes. <laughs> Voldemort would be vanquished tonight. Mm. Harry saw Voldemort coming up the path. He took off his cloak and step out where Voldemort could see him. <laughs> Voldemort thought he was James, he said. Step aside, I am here for the boy. Harry said, I am the boy. Then he raised his <laughs> wand and said, Avada Kedavra. <laughs> I am the boy. I am the boy. <laughs> yes, I'm so into this. <sighs> Step aside, I am here for the boy. Harry said, I am the boy. Then he raised his wand and said, Avada Kedavra. Voldemort screamed, No, not death. <laughs> Voldemort hit the ground dead with Anne's scared look on his face. Harry looked at the house with his parents inside. All the bad memories he had was gone. He knew he would not be known as the boy who lived. He would be Harry Potter. Just Harry Potter without the scar. Just the boy. I am the boy. I am the boy. <laughs> um, this author has characterized Voldemort a lot better than I like him in, than in the later books, because I like that he's just like, oh, no, not death. <laughs> no, not death. That's the last thing I want. <laughs> it's the one thing I didn't want to have happen. Specifically after. the thing that I don't want. <laughs> I honestly, though, I kind of like this time travel back to uh, uh, Harry's parents' murder to prevent it. Yeah, I like the Looper thing for sure. Out, outside um, of outside of the fact that they very pointedly show that, like, like there's a hilarious scene in in uh, Order of the Phoenix where they're like, "Oops, we knocked over every time turner and broke them." Yeah, this would work. I would I would love a time heist ending to Harry Potter. That would be kind of cool. I mean, it's funny. I'd like to know more about the time turners a little bit. In that, like, it's like, yeah, they broke all of them, but also they appear to be, you know man-made yeah, so produced so i'm not sure why they couldn't just make more <laughs> yeah um I don't, I don't know if there's like some sort of like finite material that was just like made into all of the time turners that is now lost or if it's like lost technology nobody knows how to make them anymore i like that the so there was the whole thing in in um azkaban where like hermione and and when they used it to go back they they could only go back like a few hours right like mm -hmm. at most what if harry like went back to the department of mysteries and like vacuumed up all of the sand mm. from, from when the um when the shelf got pushed over and just made like a big time turner and they're like yeah. this this one will take you back <laughs> this one will take you back like 10 years uh-huh yeah i like that a lot that it would wouldn't be, be far sick. enough back, but... <laughs> well, yeah, it would, it would need to be... I guess it would need to be 18 years, but still. <laughs> if Harry um, gathered up and destroyed all the Horcruxes in the quote-unquote future and then time-traveled back to kill Voldemort, would that be the plot of Endgame? 
Oh, that kind of is the plot of Endgame, isn't it? Oh. I think this person might have written Endgame. In the, we we had one person write Guardians. We had another person write Endgame here. Yeah, because the Horcrux would be like the like stupid like crystal things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are the other Horcruxes, Harry demanded, teeth gritted. Voldemort laughed without a reply. Where are they? Harry yelled in his face just before he <laughs> discovered there was only one thing he could do to find out where the last Horcrux was. With spells flying above his head from Death Eater to student, from student to Death Eater, he yelled the unforgivable curse of death. He's not going to tell him now! Damn it! That's the worst thing he could have done. As Voldemort lie in the dirt, still and lifeless, (laughs) Uh the fighting ceased. The night filled with voices. Is he dead? He can't be. I knew it would happen. Harry Potter killed the Dark Lord. Then one sudden voice boomed beside him. Get off my lord. (laughs) (laughs) The person pushed Harry and he froze as he saw Dumbledore kneel by Voldemort's side. Oh. What have you done? Dumbledore wept. My lord. Professor, what? He can't be your lord. You're dead. (laughs) I'm not dead, you fool. Snape tried, but he couldn't kill me. Oh, shit. I'm the second strongest wizard alive. And then the reality hit him. Dumbledore was Voldemort's double spy, not Snape. <laughs> oh, shit. He was the one that let everything happen. It was Dumbledore. Yes. Harry turned his wand to Dumbledore and they stood. Harry, Dumbledore started. You were like a son to me. I didn't want to get attacked. You were supposed to let me stop drinking in the cave. <laughs> I, c- I could have gone back to my lord. You ruined me and now he's dead. <laughs> Uvada Kedavra, Harry screamed at Dumbledore, and then Dumbledore's body was as dead as Voldemort's. <laughs> but what about the Horcrux? Harry wondered, his forehead stinging madly. Where is the last Horcrux? And then he saw a mist flow in front of his eyes from his head. <laughs> yes! A ghastly smell, a horrible sense, and the mist flowed back through Voldemort, and he stood, horrified, at his right-hand man's body, and his only (laughs) life left. Avada, Harry panted, Kedavra. (laughs) So he just shoots him again after he re- He's spawn-camping Voldemort! This rules! And Voldemort's body fell for a last, dead, broken time, leaving (laughs) Harry to look around at the other bodies on the scene. Death Death Eaters and Hogwarts students alike were dead. They had fought for their side of the battle, and Hogwarts won. Uh Harry walked towards the castle, hearing the Death Eaters flee, the students too stunned by everything to move. Soon, Ron and Hermione were by his side. Harry accepted Ron's hug and Hermione's after falling to the floor on his knees. Where's Snape? Harry sobbed, realizing how exhausted he was. I'm here, Potter. Severus (laughs) Snape's cool voice echoed from across the hall. I'm crying actual tears. Severus Snape's cool voice echoed from across the hall. Harry looked up as Snape walked towards him. Harry struggled to stand, but once he did, he ran to Snape, falling into his fatherly arms. Snape held onto him like life itself. 
Neither of them ever found out what the other had been through, but they knew they were not enemies. To Snape, Harry was a son, and to Harry, Snape was the father he'd looked so hard for. James was not his father anymore. Sirius was not. Mr. Weasley was not. Dumbledore certainly was not. Soon Hermione hugged Ron, feeling a need to embrace someone. He took her openly. Soon she would be his family as well, and soon Harry would be Snape's. Hermione would become Ron's wife, and Harry would become Snape's son. I think that might be the best one we've ever read. Yeah, I think that one stands on its own. Wow. Oh my god. picked up on the finding a father figure theme that J.K. Rowling didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't even... <laughs> I, I, I have nothing to say. That's perfect. That's so beautiful. I'm printing that out and inserting it into the end of my book. <laughs> people were pretty sure that Harry was a Horcrux, and I guess it is pretty obvious, but I think it also does turn out that Dumbledore, of course, knew that. Yeah. Wow, there's a lot of good Horcrux ones in here. This person figured out that the Snitch was a Horcrux. The Snitch isn't a Horcrux, though. It's a Hallow, right? Oh, it has. Oh, that's right. It has has the Resurrection resurrection Stone stone inside of it. So they're very close. I've been sitting on this theory for some time. What if the Golden Snitch is a Horcrux? Didn't Tom Riddle play Quidditch at Hogwarts? And where is Madame Hooch with her yellow eyes like a hawk in the final face-off with Voldemort? I hope that all of the magical... (laughs) Okay, this is a separate thought, I guess, and it's very good. Okay. In the final face-off with Voldemort, I hope that all of the magical flying creatures led by Hedwig and Fox will come together to help Harry. Uh, Buckbeak, all of the Hogwarts <laughs> owls, dragons, the Thestrals, even the Dementors will hover above. Voldemort will not be killed. He will be destroyed and forced to survive as a mere muggle like his father with no one to love him. This being the fate worse than death. That's so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting on this theory. What if the sn- what if the snitch is a Horcrux? And the final phase up with Lord Voldemort. I hope all the magical flying creatures will come together to help Harry. Why the magical flying creatures? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I support it. I love flying creatures, but I'm not sure um, what significance the flying you know what specific beef do the flying creatures have with Voldemort? Uh, what if there were POV chapters in this book that were just like Hedwig POV chapters of her her and Fox like going around and gathering all the flying creatures to go to the last we, battle? I have to help Harry. I have to gather the help of all the flying creatures. It could be like this um, Guardians of Gahul like mini mini novel inside of <laughs> Deathly Hallows. All of the flying creatures. And, the, you know, maybe Buckbeak is initially like, no, I will not get involved in, in the petty squabbles of humans. But then but then because he also respects Harry and Hedwig respects Harry, they're like, OK, maybe. Exactly. Maybe I, maybe I will help destroy Voldemort and not kill him <laughs> and just force him to live as Muggle for the rest of life. 
Um, I'm sure that was in the first draft um, of Deathly Hallows, and that's why J.K. Rowling had to kill off Hedwig because she could come up with another another alternative. <laughs> I love it. I this is very funny. I'm just still fixated on it being so big. It's so big. Yeah, that it's such a big why movie. Did, why do the actors keep saying that? Like multiple different actors have said it's huge, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> Yeah, so um, Eddie Redmayne has said this. Jude Law has said this. Uh, 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 Dan Fogler. Fogler, yes, thank you. Uh Uh, Dan Fogler has also multiple times has said 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 it's so Um, big. He's the one who who really goes ham on on it being big. Um, I i don't understand if this is like is this a is this a company line pr like if you are asked anything about the movie here are your here are your cliffs notes it's big it's huge (laughs) it's exciting here's a question Mm. when i say this is a big movie what movies that exist do you think of marvel really (laughs) well I guess I guess it's a little different because when when I'm just picturing us talking about like oh that that's a big movie yeah I I think Marvel because those are like the big event movies oh sure yeah but but when it's actors saying it I'm thinking like production scale is big uh-huh. like oh the sets are so lavish and and we're traveling all over the world and uh there's there's so many set pieces right but like. Can that? I mean, like they're filming it during COVID, so it kind of can't be that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I have four movies that pop into my head when I think big movie. Big this movies. Is, this okay. is purely like, like, I, I don't know. This is like association. Um, this is like dream logic, right? A- mm-hmm. Avatar. Yes. No, I could see that. That it was a big. I mean, that was a big movie that was like. Wow, technology has has shifted to the point where we can make these blue guys, right? Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Yes. Yep. This is going to be a weird one. Battlefield Earth. From I so that fits into more what I was thinking of the actors, right? Yep. Like like that's a big a big movie that uh, ambitious. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots and lots of extras, lots of sets, lots of CG. Yeah. Okay. okay for, yeah. Fourth one in Fair. the stream of consciousness. Synecdoche, New York. <laughs> <laughs> these these are the four movies that immediately pop into my head. They're just like like little fragments. Uh, okay, you're gonna have to walk around. me through Synecdoche, New York, as the big. It's a movie. big movie. In what sense? I don't know. Big concept. <laughs> big. It's big. It's a big movie. <laughs> what do you want from me? I told you it's a dream logic. I okay. I'm like damn. Yeah. I'm like damn. That guy. Much that like guy so- made a big movie in that movie, huh? Oh, he did. It, yeah, that's a that's a movie. It is a, certainly about making a big movie. It's about making a big movie. <sighs> I'm not saying it's a good. That's the thing. That is the thing. Is when someone says yeah. big movie, it relates not at all to quality to me, right? Like that is a that is yeah. a four film like stream of consciousness that has, says nothing <laughs> about how good those movies are. <laughs> I, you are big movie pilling me here. I, right? <laughs> I, yeah. Synecdoche, New York, like it was. It's big. <laughs> New <laughs> York is big. It. He makes a big movie in that he movie. He makes a big movie in the movie. Yeah. 
I haven't watched that movie in a very long it's, time. It's big. It's big. I'll take your word for it. It's big. Uh, the main parts I remember about that movie is that great speech he gives uh, to to the crew uh-huh. at some point. There's the part where he, there's a very like just funny sight gag of him like dropping a giant Christmas present. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. It's very. It's very good. I, I, I like that is. I think that this is the perfect movie for me to talk about big movies because I watched it. And and this is not to insult anyone who loves it or thinks it's, like, really cool or anything like that. But I got to the end and I was like, huh, that's a big movie. And I didn't, I wasn't <laughs> like, wow, that was really good. I was just like, okay, I, I see what you were doing there. Big, that big was a movie. big movie. It was certainly not, I'm just looking this up, it was certainly not a big budget movie. No, because I don't think those are the same. Although I did right. list a lot of big budget movies, I don't like again. Big t- doesn't necessarily mean quality budget. It's right. just like right. It's very amorphous. My main thought, thinking back on on Synecdoche, New York, is damn, I really miss Philip Seymour Hoffman. What a great actor! Right, he was. yeah. I miss that guy. He was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have not seen. I remember watching Synecdoche, New York once and fucking hating it. And then I remember watching it again and liking it a lot more. Mm. But it's been about ten years since I did the second watch, and I would I I, I maybe need to watch that one again and, and and go hmm is this I need to watch it for the for, through a new lens is this a big <laughs> is this movie? A big movie you you can have it through the lens of getting to the end and going huh big movie big movie <laughs> <laughs> so so that's my list of four soon to be okay. five untitled Fantastic Beast three. <laughs> Fifth yeah, movie. I'm certain. I think all f- the first three of those, absolutely, 100. I agree with. Just in like different, the, the, the different forms of big, okay. like big, big budget, big scale, big sea change for filmmaking. Yeah, Synecdoche, New York is big, big. It's big, big. It is a movie about a man who makes a big movie. <laughs> um, so there, you know, I think like half the people listening are like, what are you talking about? There is at least three people out there listening that are like, wow, I know exactly what you're talking about. So thank you to those yeah, three people. He, it is. I mean, it's a movie. He, it's so big. He makes a whole New York under New York. Right. I know. He makes a big movie. <laughs> he makes a big movie in that movie. <laughs> He makes a really big movie in that movie. I think, hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be chewing on this I one know, for a bit. I know, but I think it's a very interesting thought. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so in the trailer, we see the Dementors, and it looks like they're in Azkaban. For me, there are just two reasons to go there. One, you can choose to go there for an internship. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> Wait, why is that their? Why is that their number one choice for what that could mean? <laughs> Gotta say, that's like down pretty low on my list. <laughs> the internship at Azkaban. They, they don't fucking say. That's all they wrote. <laughs> the 
number one, you go there for an internship. Number two, you can use dark magic, and when you get caught, it's a game over, and you end up in Asgard. Okay, hang on. So number so there so number <laughs> so the number two option, their second guess for what this is, is that it's like America's Army, and if you shoot someone on your team, you get sent to prison for ten minutes. But their number one, their number one go-to is you go there for an internship. What? It's gonna be neither of those. <laughs> Op, it's probably just a level. Okay, we need to hash this out. What is what okay. is the gameplay for a for a Dementor Azkaban internship? <laughs> what do you do? Um. I, I don't like. Are you are you checking in the prisoners? <laughs> are you bringing them their like meals for the day? And you're like, wow, what a fun game mechanic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my, I'm at the at my fan internship. Is it your job to stop the Dementors from fucking? You like see some fog and you're like, hey, 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 and like like wave a broom at them, like stop that. <laughs> or it's your job to like breed them. Oh, you're like, like you need more. There's like a Dementor breeding mechanic. <laughs> oh fuck! What? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could like breed for specific traits. The Dementors, like these ones, make you real sad, but um, <laughs> but they they're not very good at uh, maintaining their post. Whereas like these <laughs> ones, and they make you like feel like a, a general sense of melancholy, but are very like they'll they'll be where they where you tell them to be. These ones, so these ones fly faster. Um but they don't have very good sucking strength. This one, <laughs> right. this one is like full, this one has like a full suck build and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to breed my Dementor. So I get like a good sucking stat. Uh, that His turning radius is not great. <laughs> these Dementor IVs. I need, I need hidden move super suck on these. <laughs> You know how in um, a lot of RPGs, especially like of a certain era, um, like I'm specifically thinking of like Dragon Age Origins, where it's yeah. like, that's a great game, but there's always that like roadblock where you're like, oh, I have the fade segment to get yeah. through. Or like um, yeah, yeah. in like Bloodlines, it's like all oh, the sewers are just mm -hmm. like a slog. Yeah. I think that the Azkaban internship could be <laughs> that in this game. It's like, oh, I really want to replay this game, but oh, I have to go through the I have to go through the, the Azkaban fucking internship. internship again. I have to fill out all this paperwork about soul sucking. <laughs> the fog makes the frame rate tank when the Dementors are fucking. I hate this part. <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck that is such a beautiful post i could, i adore that you can choose to go there for an internship what pre what fucking precedence <laughs> is there for that like what either in video games or harry potter did, does harry like take an in did we miss that one harry potter and the unpaid internship <laughs> oh my god that's the desk job that Newt was scared of. If you go to the dream, but there's a lady there, makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a ride. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.